What if everything we were told about how to be happy and to live a successful life was wrong? What if the answers to our questions about how to live fully lay directly within ourselves? Hi, I'm Lisa. I help women just like you heal from their limiting beliefs and step into their power by connecting with their bodies. In this podcast, Evolve or Remain, I teach you how, through your human design, my life coaching skills, and spirituality. The payoff is big, and nothing is more worthwhile than embodying your best self. Let's make big changes together. Hello, and welcome to the Evolve or Remain podcast. I have a special guest today, Devin Martin. Devin is approaching a decade working with human design. Her specialty is integrating other healing systems like the gene keys, yoga, dance, and gestalt therapy. Through the process, she spent five years in rigorous professional training with the official schools as a living your design workshop guide, professional analyst, and career and business consultant. For three years, she worked as a manager for the official sites of human design, Jovian Archive and MyBodyGraph.com, where she studied from the founder's work and assisted international customers. She also wrote as a featured author and contributed as a copywriter. In 2020, she took a much needed break from the system and since then has pursued other dreams and is now a licensed realtor in Pennsylvania. You can learn from her on her YouTube channel, enroll in her self-study course, The Foundations of Human Design, or book a one-on-one reading consultation to dive deeper into your unique process power and purpose. Welcome, <laughs> Devin. I'm glad you're here. Uh, thank you. <laughs> so I first just want to share that Devin has been so helpful for me in my human design experiment. She, she was the first to really give me a, a full reading. Mm-hmm. And in that reading, I w- became very emotional. And I just really felt a lot about how right this process was for me and learned so much about myself. And then I've just been diving deeper and deeper. And Devin even did a reading for my husband and I that was, I forget, what do you call that? That type uh, partnership of- reading? Partnership reading? Partnership reading, yes. Mm-hmm. So that relationship reading. Relationship yes. reading. That was really, <laughs> really cool too. So just wanted to share my personal experience with her as well. Thanks, so- Lisa. Yes, yes, thank you. And it was so like great diving into your chart because we've had, we've noticed there's a lot of similarities. Like my mom is also a manifester like Lisa and then her daughter is like a self-projected projector like me. So there was a lot of like personal experiences and things like that. And luckily uh, we're local. So we got to meet in person multiple times. A lot of times, you know, I work with people on Zoom. So It was really nice to also be in person, you know, in human design, they say in aura, have an in aura reading. Oh, yeah. Different experience, but uh, both are very powerful, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. I agree. Right. The Zoom, I still got a lot out of that, but in person was really special too. Yeah. Yeah. So much experience. I know you've stepped away more recently from it, but now you're really back into doing readings and um, appreciate I am. Yeah. I think I really, I mean, I burnt myself out, you know, pretty intensely. And like, as much as I ate up my training, I mean, it was my life. I love learning about human design, 
I, I think it got to a point where, you know, when your whole life is involved in a system, like everywhere I looked, it was like, I was teaching it. I was doing what I'm on coaching. I was writing about it. I, you know, it just got to a point where like, I needed a mental break so bad that I had to like force myself to stop thinking about it. Wow. Um, unfortunately it came to a point where I was like at the peak, meaning peak business wise. Like I had the most people, most readings I had ever done, most people working with me. But when the pandemic hit too, it was just a huge traumatic event for everybody. And it kind of spun me out and made me realize like, I have to, I have to take a break. And also what initiated that was that I had to like, cut my contract with the official schools because of the limitations on sharing it. So I have always loved integrating other things with human design because I think that's important. You know, we were just talking about the nervous system and, and human design. And I love that part of like bringing other things in because that's how I got through my experiment, you know, like in human design, they say, you know, it's an experiment. So don't believe what Ra says, you know, the founder, don't believe what anybody says, experiment, see if it works for you. So I was like very radical in that. And if I didn't have yoga, if I didn't have dance, if I didn't have the gene keys to supplement the gene keys is an extension, another teaching, but comes from that. Um, if I didn't have all these other things or also do trainings and therapy work, I wouldn't, I don't know if I could have really stuck with it because there was a lot of limitations around just it being, you know, yeah. So like, I was like, I have to integrate these other things, you know, like that's who I am, you know? So I was just like, okay, I need to be more independent. And after the mental break, which I really needed an open space for new relationships in my life, you know, being in a, a, a relationship now, and also other opportunities, like finally getting my real estate license, which I wanted to do forever, but just didn't have space for when I was, you right. know. and then, um, you know, just other little side projects. And now after that break, I feel a lot more refreshed and a lot like less burned out with it. And that I can have fun with human design and yeah. come back from like a, you know, have a different perspective of it. And it probably obviously, and maybe even serve people better because I'm not so like entrenched in it. In it all the time, you know? <laughs> no, no, I can totally relate to that. And mm -hmm. I agree. I've been a yoga practitioner for 20 mm -hmm. years as well. And I feel the same way. Like you need to do all your things and just take what works for you. Yes. If something yes. doesn't resonate that, that you learn in your reading or you find in your chart, then okay, then just don't dwell on that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And human design, like when I found human design, I, I had left my corporate uh, sales job in New York and I was like, I had a burnout then. And I was like, I need to like go on this pursuit of healing. And I felt like I was searching for something. And when human design was introduced to me, it like smacked me in the face. I was like, Oh my God, this is it. Like, this is what I was searching wow. for. This is why I left. And I, I jumped in full fledged. I mean, I, yeah. I was like, this is what I'm doing. And you know, my family was, you know, kind of fussy about it. Cause it was like, not, you know, I was quite successful with what I did before. And everybody's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm doing this. Like, this is important at the time. Not many people knew about it, you know? Right. And I felt like a responsibility to share it. I felt a responsibility to also experiment on myself to make sure that it was real, you know, totally, <laughs> and, yeah. then, um, and also challenge the way that it's shared so that it can, you know, be more holistic for people and more approachable than when it first came out, you know, like 30 something years ago. So that was, that was the work. Yeah. So are you saying, I know we haven't really talked about this yet, but that it wasn't as approachable 
in how you learned it? Was it more of a strict, rigorous presentation? Oh yeah, super strict. Oh, okay. Yeah. And like you, so to even be able to give, like give a reading, you had to be, you had to train, like go through hundreds of hours. Like, I don't even know. I can't even say. <laughs> And then you also had to be at least three and a half years through your own deconditioning process to even talk, like share it with somebody to like, well, not like, yes. you know, to give a reading. So even if you like sped through your professional training in three years, which I was like, go, go, go trying to get all my certifications so that I felt like I could do that. Um, right. They still wouldn't give you your certification until you hit three and a half years. Wow. Yeah. So it's like, so different now. It was so different. And like, you know, it wasn't on social media then it was like this private little group of like people all around the world that were like talking about the system. And it was very like kind of exclusive and it was, it's expensive, you know? And then like now, you know, you can get on Instagram and you can just read a lot of content from people that have interpreted it their way or, you know, um, but at the time it wasn't like that, you know, there, right. and there was, just a couple people on YouTube talking. There was, um, and I was hungry for the information. So I just kept digging and digging and digging and eating up everything I could. And I got really lucky that I was able to get the job at Jovian. And I was really lucky that I had access to a lot of raw stuff um, just through, you know, you can buy on Jovian and my right. body. Um, and I was really lucky that I felt initiated and then like invited in. It felt like the system kind of found me. But also like with those limitations, with like a strict kind of system, there I just felt held back all the time. And I think mm -hmm. that part of it I needed, right? Like part of it I needed to kind of like go through that rigorous training. But then the other part was like, I was writing with Elephant Journal and they asked me to write about human design and I didn't have my analyst certificate yet. Like I had other ones, but not my analyst one. And I was told, well, you probably shouldn't do that yet until you get your analyst. Oh, you know? yeah. So then I didn't do it. So like I could have written years before, put outs of years before. So it was like, instead wow. of being like, sharing is caring, tell everybody about human design. No, it was like, you're not like, you can't be an analyst unless you've I done see. all this and paid all this money. And, you know, and so I was very loyal to all that. And I learned a lot and I don't particularly regret the experience, but it really did hold me back for a long time. And yeah. that's eventually why I had to like, not be a part it's of it because I was scared all the time. Like, well, what if I do this or, you know, right. what if scared I do Yeah. Something taken away from you or yeah, yeah. your abilities. Yeah. That is so different than how things are now. Like you're saying, oh, well, I don't think a lot of yeah. people know that that's how it was. You well, know what I mean? I'm glad you're sharing it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, uh, I think I have mixed feelings about it because there's a lot of gratitude and so much magic that happened in my life from human design. And I felt lucky that I was in the position I was and at the same time, there's a lot of stuff that I really, that messed me up. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, yeah. So that's why I also need the break to kind of just like come back from it and be like, what just happened? You know, I just dedicated right. my life to something for seven or eight years, you know, but yeah. now I feel different because I feel like I can work with the system the way that I need to work with it. And I don't need to like, yeah, feel yeah. that feel that pressure. Right. You know I mean? Like now you're kind of figuring out how you want to do it on, on your own terms because you have all this knowledge. And then, like you said, you have other systems and things that you use as well and integrate. Yes. Um, yeah. but, but I also really needed to have a very systematic approach to learn it because when I found it, I was like, I want to do this the right way. And I want to learn from 
the experts. I want to learn from people that have been doing it for 20 years. I want to, you know, and yeah. it was amazing. It, a lot of it was absolutely amazing. Yeah. But the the physical process with human design, the deconditioning, you know, when your shadows come up, when you start changing your patterns because of, you know, things you aren't working, it's painful. It's like, it's not an easy process. It's not all like sunshine and rainbows, you know? <laughs> it's sometimes brutal, man, you know? Oh, yeah, totally. Um, it's ongoing. Yeah. But now I'm happy that it's more known because right. it's also easier for me to, to do that as well because I felt like I was trying to push through that in the beginning and then now it's, you know, not as taboo. Now it's pretty much anything goes, however you want to, whatever you want to make of it and how mm -hmm. you want to share it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. People are really using it in all different kinds of ways. You yep. Know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm sure that's a weird, weird for you also because you were like it the is, first. Yes. <laughs> Yes, yeah, it's very weird. It was very triggering at first, very triggering. Um, but that's yeah. just all part of the journey, you know, and it's like, right. I'm happy on the other end of it. You know, in the beginning, I was just like, I was pissed, you know, yeah. and also oh, totally. protective, right? Because when you love something, and you're so loyal and dedicated to like getting a message out the right way, or trying to, you know, you know, have loyalty to a system that's changed your life. And you're very careful about how you share it. When you see other people doing it an injustice or not, you know, or sharing it in a way that may not help people, you know, it's all that yeah. kind of stuff. It's a protection. Like, yeah. It's like, oh, wait, whoa, whoa, what's going on? You know? Right, and that's right. why they had those limitations with the system was because of that. And I yeah. think that there's, it's like, you know, there's good and bad for both. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So now I step back and I can see both sides, you know, it's like, okay, I get it. You know, it's like, I understand. Right. Uh, because mm -hmm. don't you feel like in general, the more people that know about it, the better yes. as far as using it and just having it integrated into the world? Yeah, of course. I mean, when I first found it, I was literally like, everybody needs to know this knowledge and I want to be yeah. the one to share it. Like it was such a strong call that I reoriented my life and, you know, <laughs> right. so like years of my prime life <laughs> trying to figure it out to share it. And when I felt kind of limited, I turned to YouTube because I was just like, I have things to share and I just wanted to get out to people. And that's how I've met so many amazing people too, through YouTube, because it was like, okay, I'm learning this. And also through my design, how I process things, how I'm here to share. I used a lot of that wisdom, like yeah. learn to then be like, okay, I'm going to then share this way uh, when it's coming up, you know? and just try to help people. And I think the biggest gift getting into human design was the relationships, the people that I've met all around the world. I mean, just have changed my life. And, you know, even yeah. you, Lisa, just meeting you, like, yeah, I mean, it, well, it wasn't you. just through human design, it was through a couple other things, but human I, design connected us even deeper. Yeah. And um, so that's been the biggest gift is the people yeah. and working with people and watching and watching it change people's lives. I mean, like, right. And people, you know, bursting into tears during readings or coming right. back later and being like, oh my God, that changed my life. And it's like, that's what I, that's why I did it, you know, it was to help people because yeah. when we're suffering, we want answers, right? We want to know why is this happening? You know, am I crazy? Is it just me? Am I the only one going through this, you know? And then human design, it was just like, kept answering all these life questions and then when I, and then I would go other places to, if it didn't answer it, you know? No, that's, that is really cool. And I can relate completely. Yeah. Do you want to talk about making decisions? Cause that is a really big part of it. Yeah. Well, I guess we could say like, I guess for anybody listening or watching, 
if you haven't heard about human design, go get your free chart. Like I, yeah. I would recommend mybodygraph.com just because there's free stuff from right. the founders so you can learn a bit while you're doing it. You can keep a library. And if you, obviously through our chat, we're going to talk about things that can help everybody. That was kind of the goal, right? Like you don't have, it's not about one specific part of your design um, right. because everyone's so unique, but human design is a complex system and could take a whole lifetime to grasp all of the details of it. Right. But that's not always important. The biggest thing about human design is that it offers like practical strategies or practical steps to start practicing with like how to protect yourself through like making decisions based off your design. Right. Right. So that's what I also love about human design. Cause it's not just like an astrology reading where it's like, and I'm not dishing astrology. Astrology is great. You know, I'm just saying it's different in the sense where it's like, Oh, it's not like, Oh, you're a Taurus. I'm like, this is your personality. Like, it's like, no, like <laughs> this is how your energy is working. And like, these are things you can do in your life to like help you out, like make yeah. better decisions, protect yourself, you know, like stop beating yourself up when you think like, Oh, why am I doing this? You know, or, you know, that was the I'm big, so tired. Exactly. And, <laughs> and like that. 30% of the planet's going to be like, I'm tired all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they don't realize that they're not yeah. to work, work, work. Yeah. Yep. And that was like the biggest shocking thing for me. So, so just to put it into context, there's like layers of human design. There's uh, four different types or five, depending on how you want to look at it, energy types. And then there are nine different energy centers that all have different themes and levels of health. And then there's 36 different channels or life force energy that stream through the body graph, which make up our unique strengths, right? Like what give us our unique energy that we can rely on. And then through that, there's a place called inner authority, which is the most dominant energy center in your design, which is the healthiest to make decisions. Meaning like, okay, you know, Lisa's, for example, is her intuition. It's the spleen, right? So yeah. If she's thrown around by other things that it influenced, it could take away from her strong intuitions that's trying to protect her at all times, you know? So then by going back to that and trusting that over and over again, it's going to help her decondition, you know, and help her ease some of that pain or trust herself more through life. So that's a big part of human design is starting to actually experiment. So we talked about that deconditioning before, you know, with the officials, it's like they, when you deconditioning, experimenting, like actually practicing for this many years so that you're actually embodying it, which I totally get that part. You yeah. want to be somebody that's actually doing the work, and, you know, sharing it. But so do you want me to share anything else about like decisions in particular? Yeah, I think, I, I think it would be maybe to talk about maybe the emotional center decision-making and I guess we, we, we talked about mine. So in the splenic center, which is the intuition center, making mm -hmm. decisions is about going with what feels right in that moment, immediately. Mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. so that depending upon your authority, that has how you learn what's the best way to make the right decision for you. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So if, you're, if you have a look at a chart, for example, the easiest way to kind of understand just Every, so everybody kind of knows like where we're going with it is that if you look at a chart, there's nine centers, some have colors in them and some are white. If they have colors in them, it means it's like, that's your energy. It's there. You got that. Like, it's like, I can rely on this energy. It's built in. It's like, and then the white centers, which are open or undefined are like sponges. So that's where we're yeah. taking conditioning, um, also nurturing, right? That's where we're nurtured. 
you know, like where we're open. That's how we get support from other people. They're not bad places. That's a right? positive way of looking at positive it. Positive looking away, yeah. but it can also throw us because, you know, we're listening to those open, those open centers that are getting amplified and distorted and confusing within us. If we're relying on those, it's always going to be inconsistent. So inner authority. And then when you look at the chart through those nine centers, there's a hierarchy of how each energy center works. So for example, the solar plexus or the emotional center is the most dominant energy like in the world. So it's the most recently developed one. It's twice as strong as the mind or the ajna, the neocortex, like in the way that human design has it put. And then it's like way, way stronger than the spleen or the intuition, right? Yeah. So based off the dominance of like which center is your inner authority, it's going to have a different way of operating and you're going to have your own way of challenges based off your openness or sponginess to life, right? right. right? So in like human design statistics, population wise, you have about 50% of the world who has solar plexus, inner authority, which is emotional inner authority. Uh, doesn't mean like make really emotional decisions. That's not how it works. We'll talk about that. In a minute. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, but then you have the other half of the planet that is absorbing, amplifying, distorting the emotional center or having strategies uh, that we can talk about as well or can get locked up in that when really their inner authority is something else. So an example for that with Lisa, if she's intuitive, that emotional stuff is going to be way louder than that intuitive voice. Right. So when you know these dynamics, it's like, then you can have actual strategies to then start watching it in your life and go like, okay, I'm going to like work with this and see, you know, what happens when I listen to this? Or when I don't, right. you know, have you had experiences like that, Lisa, since you've known about? Yes. Yes. So, so learning. Um, so I have that emotional center open. So that's a spot. That's a, like an open sponge center for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so once I learned that I was very susceptible to who was around, the energy of people around me. And so if that wasn't, if that was negative energy in whatever way, if, or it just made me feel like you know, how more tired or sucked my energy, then instead of deciding to focus on that and let that kind of rule what I was going to do or decisions or whatever, I realized, no, that is kind of blinding it. That is kind of blocking Mm -hmm. me really listening to my intuition, the Mm -hmm. splenic center and realizing that's what, that's really what I need to go by because I do have a feeling when I get those splenic hits, when I do have that intuitive ping that that is a feeling too you know yeah mm-hmm. um and and that's a different feeling than the emotional exposure kind of thing yeah amplification yeah being able to, to discern what the two different ones feel like is a little challenging yeah. right yeah and that's why human design is a practice like that's why yeah. it's a system but it's a practice so it's something and that's i think why it, it grabs people right because it's like holy shit, that makes sense you know right. like and then it's like oh, whoa, this is, this really helped. You know what I mean? Just being able to, to know that the more you get used to knowing what your authority feels like to listen to it, it just gets easier. You just, as long as you just keep doing it, it gets easier, you know? Mm -hmm. So human design, the founder calls it the science of differentiation, meaning like it's the science of why we're different. 
So it is a very selfish system. Like the way it's taught is it's like, take care of you first, right? Like take care of you first, but, and that's important, you know, and there's nobody built like you. And, you know, it's very empowering when you feel safe in the world or empowered in the world to like make your decisions, all that kind of stuff. But also at the same time though, it's like, we're never really alone, right? Like we're, we're born into a family where we live in relationships. We do, you know, but when we can understand the difference between each other, one, it, it releases a lot of guilt, sometimes anger towards each other. And also the healthier we are, the healthier impact we have on the people that we love. So like, if I know how to take care of myself, which is different than like my boyfriend, for example, then it, can support the relationship better, right? And vice versa for everybody else. So even though it's a science of, it's a very self-empowering system Mm -hmm. of like, here, you know, take care of yourself, make decisions. And even if they're really hard decisions, right? Like even if it's going to piss everybody off, like if it's like, you have the courage to listen to your inner authority. Yeah. And, but the, but also the theory is like, well, then it's, you're going to have a better impact on other people too, as well. And your relationships are going to work better. I mean, the, when I first started radically experimenting with my strategy and authority, like, wow, you know, just radical change, you know, within my, with my family members, in my relationships, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it definitely, I, I agree. Like I didn't realize it was considered like a more selfish or, you know, kind of an inner, I guess it makes sense because you're, you're just like looking at your whole, at your chart and what works for you, but absolutely it is for the greater good mm-hmm. in that you take care of yourself and then you then present your best self or trying yeah. to, to mm-hmm. whoever you come in contact with. And then it also, there's a tendency once you're into it to exploring and wanting to know the design of those around you. Yeah, of course. Yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of my favorite parts is, you know, well, I'm a projector though. So projectors want to always know about other people. That's how. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I can relate to that too. It's, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's just easier. It makes, it makes your relationships easier when you understand people better even just like the surface of the chart with the centers that are colored in centers that aren't definition and the undefined definition is like you're transmitting out. This is how you transmit. This is your signal, right? This is what you're giving to other people. This is how people feel all that kind of stuff. And then the white is where you receive and amplify, right? So even just that alone, like I remember looking up my family right away and yeah. I'm like really open, like really, really open. And, um, and I'm looking at my parents and I'm just like, oh my God, everything makes sense. Like yes. just even of that alone of just like how much I take in, you know? Yes. Um, so there's just so many layers of human design that we could talk about forever. So <laughs> I, know. I know, right. <laughs> Right. We wanted to talk about the emotional center. We did do that a little bit or yeah. Yeah. We're on it. I yeah. mean, what, um, what, is there anything like any questions you have about the emotional center after we talked a little bit about it before, before this? Yeah. I mean, I think one interesting thing that I always, it, that I always relate to the emotional center because when I, it helped me kind of understand what it mm-hmm. does at, at being undefined is that, and I don't know if I ever mentioned this to you, when if I'm ever in a group, if I'm in a party around a lot of different people, I, like when I go to bed that night, it's all 
I'm like still processing all of that energy, all of that. And when I learned that not everybody does, not everybody does that. I was just like, wow, that's yeah. a completely yeah. different way of living. You know, when it isn't like I can just say, oh, no, I'm just going to stop and turn it off. It just comes up, you know, yep. it just keeps coming yep. up. Yep. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I've experienced that too. And yeah. that's, that's, uh, I would say that's both, uh, having open emotional center and then two having open sacral. So yeah, the big defining part between the types of human design is the defined sacral. This sacral definition makes up the generators and manifesting manifesting generators, which have a internal generate life giving generative force. Yeah. And you have two other types that, that don't have that consistent, which are manifestors like Lisa projectors like me that are taking it and amplifying that information. And it's a lot, you know, and yeah. I've done the same thing. I said, it, it's, it's like, and even though I've been like watching this for a long time, um, it still happens to me. Like I need to yeah. like lay down for a bit. They say that people with an undefined sacral should like lay down like a couple hours before they're tired just to do that specifically to let go of all the energy. That's there. so interesting. So is yeah. that more sacral related than solar plexus? Is I that think what it's both. I think okay. it's both, but I think like, like having both open. Yeah. Having both open. Yeah. It can be, well, it's just like, you know, having openness in those areas too. It's like, it can feel like such a fun ride, you know, like right. say you're right. at a great party. Right. And you're just like the last one there and everything's great, you know, but then you can't sleep for five hours because you're yes. everybody else's energy. Right. That and it's like, it too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It might be like a little bit easier for a manifesting generator to just pass out when they're tired because that's kind of their trip. You know, I'm like amazed at my boyfriend often just how different it is being a manifesting generator. And I'm like, I'm right. kind of jealous sometimes that you can do that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. my husband's a generator, but it's the same thing. Like he can just go to sleep and he's like, just turn it off. Don't worry about it if that's what, but it isn't that easy. It isn't like you yeah. just turn it off. You, I guess it is just rest and time and without stimulation. Mm -hmm. And also like, although like with human design, you know, we're looking at charts and it's like a very mental kind of understanding or like a language based system where you're kind of learning about topics. It's so physical, like it's so yeah. such a physical sy system. Absolutely. And, like, so many of the things that the language is just designed specifically to contemplate the physical. Mm -hmm. basically. Right. Absolutely. And, it's very physical. And the whole, like, you know, taking Ross teachings, Ra Uruhu, the guy who founded it, um, the whole thing about like making decisions was about not letting your mind be the one that's making right. a decision. Now, that's really hard to do. And I don't, it doesn't matter how much of a guru you are, like with human design or meditation or whatever, like it's hard to do because our minds are really strong. And, um, but that's how we're conditioned, right? So giving the authority or trusting your body is kind of like a radical way to live in a society that doesn't support that. Totally agree. Yeah. And so the theory is, is that where we're open, for example, or white in the chart, I keep saying that just like yeah. if somebody different like ways to understand it, the mind make is the, is the one that tries to make sense of those areas. So for example, we're talking about emotions. You got half the planet that has kind of their own way of processing or the uh, nervous system that has kind of some kind of consistent way of like operating. Right. Right. 
And you have the other half of the population that's like a sponge and is like conditioned, nurtured by people who have that. Now, when it's open, the mind is the one that's going to trick you out on those centers away from your decisions. So before we were talking about, remember, I was like, you know, I don't always love doing this, but a lot of the like traditional teachings of human design are about the shadows. It's about the really hard stuff that happens with open centers. And when you recognize that it can help you heal, you know, it can help you like, there's a sense of relief, right? So in that same example, the shadows or where the mind tries to make sense of emotions is if you have an undefined emotional sensor, the mind is going to say, it's just going to like be afraid to tell the truth, avoid emotional people, you know, avoid confrontation, not wanting to rock the boat. There's can be like a touchiness and nervousness, just physically uncomfortable, um, like emotional, hysterical. Sometimes I'm like, I was the only one in my family with undefined emotions growing up. So because I was amplifying it, sometimes I seemed very emotional or sometimes even more emotionally, like kind of like all over the place. So, and it was just inconsistent, you know, it was hard to understand, you know? Yeah. Um, so when you understand that those things are happening and go like, okay, this isn't like my fault, right? It's not like a, right. like a defecting character. It's like, this is how my body is like trying to survive. So it's like the mind is like, oh my God, this is so uncomfortable. Like, yeah, I'm not going to say that thing because I don't want to feel those feelings. I don't want that person to get mad at me. I don't want to have some backlash. I don't want there to be a problem because it physically hurts. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. It physically hurts. So this is how, this is how the mind tries to cope with open centers. Now the whole process of like, trusting your inner authority and stuff is to help heal those places, Yeah, right? Is to help break down those patterns because the mind always makes it worse than it really is. So say there's an example where, um, can I use you as an example? Yes, yes. (laughs) You know my chart. (laughs) Say there's something that's hard to talk about and you're like, oh, I don't want to say, I don't want to piss that person off. Or, or, And you might not even be thinking of it. You just can tell you're not confronting it. Avoiding it, yes. That's a, a sensitivity, right? But then your intuition is like, no, I have to say this. Or no, I need to, this needs to be, trust that, right? And then trust that. And then there's also going to be times your inner authority is going to say, it's not worth it because I have wisdom that it's not worth to talk about that thing. Yes, that I can totally do. Emotionally chaotic, right? So when you use your inner authority to work, like to be the voice of your open centers instead of the shadow of it, the mind, that's where all the the change starts happening. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. And I'm glad you mentioned that because I feel like that's a given to me that human design, you are using your body to pay attention to your the signals in your body to make decisions and yeah. to rule your life and not your mind. But yeah. I feel like, yeah, I'm glad you said that because that needs to be said because it isn't the way we're used to living, but it is the way. In mm-hmm. my, yeah. Well, it's like, I feel like sometimes in human design, it's like, don't use the mind, don't use the mind, don't use the mind, or right. use the mind, don't share advice to share advice and it's like i think it's all of it i think it's like everything needs to be kind of integrated somehow but i think the power of our mind is to contemplate and watch all these things so it's like in human design they you know teach that in like the foundational courses that i used to teach used to go through that kind of stuff but 
it's kind of like the mind is the one that's just kind of like watching, you know, and then like trust your body because your body knows. And I love that part because yeah, I started getting into like Reiki and yoga and dance and stuff like that. Like before I found human design, I was learning about that, like to trust that, yeah. to trust this thing, these kind of higher knowing in my body that was kind of beyond the like chatter in my mind that was driving me nuts, you know? Right. It's um, using what you know about you you have all this knowledge about human design and then your mind can just say okay now i know all this and then taking the input and using it in the right way versus like you know in an ego shadow way and talking yourself out of things just because of patterns and yeah Mm -hmm. and i think that like yes like human design is a physical practice by mentally understanding right but then by integrating other healing practices that you're in your body like yeah. dancing out, dancing your emotions out right. instead of losing your mind, you know, um, or getting down in yoga or meditating or going for a run. Exactly. You know, all that is so important too, because Absolutely. it's like, um, and we didn't, we didn't talk about yet if your emotions are defined and we can talk about that as, as well, because I think that's important, obviously, but we're both undefined. So it's easier to talk from that perspective. Right. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to say, is there anything? Yeah, no, I like with what you were saying about just like moving the body in order to get in touch with it, in order to work through whatever it is, negative, positive, you know, just kind of get the emotions I just, I'm such a strong believer in that. And I feel like that is a strategy that everybody needs to know what works for them. Um, You might love yoga, but that might not do what you need. You might need to go for a run or like a brisk, you know, sometimes you just need to get out in nature, but just Mm -hmm. movement. I agree. Moving the emotions around, moving the discomfort. Yeah. And also another thing is, is like after like years of just like watching this stuff and like hearing stories, like yeah. Anywhere that you're open, like it doesn't matter where we're going to use the emotions as an example. It's a physical sensation. So if you have an undefined emotional center and you're right next to somebody that's emotional, you're going to feel their emotions amplified. So yeah, like when they're great. excited and they're yeah. happy, it's like, you're going to feel that twice. If they're in a really dark place, you're going to feel that twice. Now that can be very internally confusing. And that's with all the centers, right? Yes. Now, literally by physically removing yourself in that moment can also have a break from that energy where you can discern. And it doesn't mean you need to run away from that person or that it's good or bad. It's just to understand, take a break, walk outside for 10 minutes, see how you feel afterwards. Oh, wow. I just walked away from that person. I all of a sudden feel completely different. (laughs) Right. Just recognizing that. Recognize that. And it's like, or say like, um, like a kid who has an undefined emotional center and two parents that are defined or whatever, and they're yelling or fighting in front of that child. Of course, it's going to freak the kid out even more intensely with the openness. So like having these awarenesses of like that sensitivity, it's like, I think it's like having compassion for each other because we're all having our own ways of suffering. We don't always talk about it, but um, these are just some, practices and what i like is like when you look at the body graph it's a body right like you're looking at a body and you're like okay right. <laughs> you know right like they're in these spots yeah, the body yeah. The road is here yeah yeah mm-hmm. and you can see like whoa you know that makes sense you know so right so the physical aspect of it like even get it like even getting in the shower and washing it off even just yes. any kind of way of like release if you're sensitive in those areas 
yes. um, is important. And like to transition into like the defined emotional center, yeah. they're transmitting their emotional frequency all the time. So the strategy for that, it means that's where they it's healthier for them to make decisions. But when they feel like they've come to some type of emotional clarity, which takes time. Now, yeah. that could be sleeping on it for a night, which is kind of the rule of thumb. Like if you're not clear to sleep on it, like that's because when you sleep on something, you chemically just change, right? So you wake yeah. up more clear. It's, it's science. <laughs> um, <laughs> you process it. But it's about really like moving through those emotional waves until there's a point of clarity because you feel like the high of the wave and the low of the wave and you can kind of gather that. Now, if you're emotionally defined, like it can be a challenge to wait for clarity in a, in a world that is go, go, go deadline, deadline, do it now. Yeah. I mean, there's like a pressure there. Now, one of the biggest things I did with the people in my life that are emotionally defined is like, give them space and be happy about it because their emotions impact everything. Right. Like you so the more clear they are, right. Like the more clear they are, the healthier they're going to be and the healthier everybody else is going to be around them because they're transmitting this, their emotional frequency. Yeah. Now, so like waiting for clarity before making decisions or at least sleeping on it um, is a healthy way to approach it. Obviously, the bigger the decision, the more clarity, you know, um, and I think in some ways that wisdom is great for everybody. If right. you know, you're confused, just wait for clarity. Right. But it's even you know, it's in very important for people with defined, emo defined emotional centers yeah. to, to wait. Yeah. Or just to enjoy feeling their feelings and don't jump at one emotion. Right. Cause it's just going to change. So like, wait until there's like a, it's just a, a groundedness in your body or some kind of clarity within you, which, you know, it's easier to define like with a reading, right? Cause everybody's is different. So it's like, you can go in and see what kind of chemistry is going on in each individual chart, which is fun to explain. Right. Yeah. But as like a overall theme, you can see how different it is to head to have like, yeah. yeah, transmitting emotions. And also people with defined emotional centers can help people with undefined process their emotions. Right. So like, you know, my mom is defined, my dad is defined, you know, I know when I call them and they're help supporting me or something, they, sometimes I feel that they're really emotionally helping me kind of move something Yeah, that I ha might have a harder time to do by myself sometimes, you know, and we all do that. But like, I just noticed it specifically with being open, being around somebody who's defined. So yeah, no, that's a positive thing about it, actually. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. But I can totally, I can relate to that wave. Like I've seen it in some of my family members who mm -hmm. are defined and just that, that like, just don't act now, just feel yourself till you get to that yeah. point where you just feel like, okay, now I'm clear. Now I know what I want. Oh, of course I know. What, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. It can mm -hmm. be such a big change and you can get into trouble with, you know, if you're sending a text to someone and it's not the right time. Yeah. I mean, like it can be. Well, think about it. either it's either clarity or chaos. Right. Right. Okay. So, it's like you send a, a message that's clear, clear signal, or that's chaotic. Yeah. If it's chaotic, wait until you're clear. And like, that could be for everybody, right? I know, but I like, agree. like anybody listening but that to wisdom, this, it comes a lot. from things of the, of the emotions in human design. That's, and I think right now being after a long time, I've noticed that 
I like learning like the wisdom in general that we're all taught about these certain things. A lot of it can apply to everybody in some way. If you want yeah. to make it simple enough, you know, but the cool part about it too, is that it's so unique. So like what I love is like when I'm working one-on-one with somebody being able to really pinpoint like a very specific thing that's unique to them. And that's, what's special about it, you know? Right. Like with the different channels or just the yeah. different combinations of openness and, yeah. and yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. It's definitely just, it's like a gift you give yourself. It's just a way of understanding yeah. yourself and then, and then being able to kind of get through your life in a way that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think that really probably covered a lot. Is there anything else you feel like you wanted to mention today? I don't, I don't know. I mean, there's so much we could talk about. Yeah. yeah. But I would just say like, that it's been really cool talking about emotions with you. And it's funny because yeah. I've wanted to put one up on my YouTube about emotions, but I think that I, it had to be a co like conversation. Oh, good. Cause it's, you know what I mean? Um, yes. instead yes. of just like, but I would say for anybody listening, go check out my YouTube. If you want to learn for free about some of these topics, like I have a lot of stories out there. So there's probably something that could help you on my YouTube and then also if you want to learn the foundations, like put it all together, you know, there's a self-study course online. And then um, obviously readings are great. And I would say like, I'm open to readings, but also trust who you resonate with. You know, I think like you learn from who you need to learn from with this system. So I would, you know, go towards yeah. people that, that resonate or people that are like you, which is very helpful. Right. To that's true. People like you. The, same, yeah. the same type. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll definitely link all your information in the show notes, Devin, your um, YouTube channel, your, you know, to make, be able to make a connection to, to schedule reading your course. Mm -hmm. We can, we can get all that information on there. Awesome. Thanks, yeah. Lisa. But I mean, I, it'd be cool to talk about it, like uh, more emotional stuff, but it's probably a lot. So it's probably good to like, you know, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's whether it's about emotions or emotions and then something else. Well, the one thing was that we were talked about tying in like the nervous system with the emotions with human design. So was there anything about your wisdom about knowing about the nervous system makes sense? Oh, yeah, yeah. well, we touched on it a little bit earlier when you were talking about like kind of that fear of confrontation yeah. and fear of, you know, right, like just kind of trying to stay safe whether it's from trauma, whether it's just from your conditioning, whatever your past was, and or maybe you don't even know that you had trauma or conditioning, yeah. but that you just have a pattern of avoiding having hard conversations, or you, you have something you really wanna say and that you know would make your life better if you said it to this person, but they're scary in whatever way they feel like their their energies just, you know, you're not as comfortable around them. But that is, that saying what you need to say getting your feelings out even if it's hard is really part of this whole process and mm -hmm. of healing yeah well what i realized is that a lot of the nervousness or stuff that comes up with the open centers is because the mind doesn't or body right the mind yeah. interpreting it this way but the body doesn't feel safe right so those open centers that you have or sensitivities in your life depending on who you're around it might come out different it's like you know, yeah. like if you feel safe with somebody, you might have no problem just telling them exactly how I feel all the time. You know what I mean? That's but it's exactly right. Different with your coworker or your boss, right? Like yep. it's just 
because you're worried, you know, don't really, you know, don't want to. There's um, other issues. Yeah. I don't want to lose that job. Don't want to lose that relationship. Yeah. So I, li I like how the nervous system is connected because I think the more we can heal that or regulate it, which I'm not like an expert at that. I mean, I'm, I, I'm always curious to learn more about that, but I think the more we feel safe in our body, also the less our mind freaks out and that these patterns come up as much, you know? Exactly. I think that it is really related to the mind, you know, mm -hmm. and bypassing that. And I think like we were saying, mindful movement, meditation, nature, all of those other, the Healy, which we haven't really touched on today, yeah. but yeah. I think, you know, I know that's that the biohack. audience yeah. know what that is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is, um, you know, there's lots of different ways to calm it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But first it's recognizing that it is, you know, kind of out of control or when it is. I think the biggest gift of human design too, is also recognizing like, okay, I'm not alone in this. Yeah. This is, a, this is a theme, a humanity theme. So it's like, and then we, we have more compassion to everybody that we look at our family and then our, and ourself as well. So I think that what I learned a lot from a lot of that work is a lot of compassion, you know? Yeah. No, I love like, that you said that. Yeah. yeah and a lot of, and I mean, it, a lot of times we don't even recognize we're avoiding confrontation and truth. Yeah. In, we don't even recognize it while it's happening. Right. Until we bring up that theme and go like, Oh wait, where have I been doing this? Oh, okay. And where's the wisdom around it. Right. Right. But so it's not like everybody's going around talking about that. No, but is, are a lot of people suffering with that theme? Yes, of course. Absolutely. Yes. Of course, right. So that compassion of like, okay, these are some dynamics that could be happening that maybe we're not aware of or thinking about, you know, yeah. And that compassion alone is healing, you know? Right. Right. And once you do, if you do decide to, to say something and be uncomfortable and maybe it's confrontational or maybe it's just, you know, speaking your feelings in an uncomfortable situation, it does get easier each time you do. Yeah, it, it does. Yes, it does. And it just becomes hopefully something that you, um, you know, just, make a goal, make it as a, just part of how you live your life. Yeah. And that's why like these themes with human design are life-changing on a cellular level, because we start to break through those patterns and like our, it changes us on a cellular level as well. So, you yes. know, just like any kind of, you know, system. work, you know, or system or lots of good, lots of good healing that can happen through knowing your design for sure. Well, this was great. Thank you. I'm so excited we got to do it. I've been wanting to do this for a little while with you. So yeah, yeah, it's been so great. Thanks, Lisa. It's nice to yeah. chat with you about all this stuff. And thanks for inviting me on. Oh, yes, it was my pleasure. Thanks for being <laughs> on. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If this content resonated with you, I would be so appreciative if you would subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you are ready for change, Join my free Facebook group, Evolve or Remain, where you can connect with me and begin your journey to your purpose. The payoff is big and nothing is more worthwhile than embodying your best self. The link is ready for you in the show notes. I'll see you next week.